Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM 95.9. And my next guest hails from Umlazi in KwaZulu-Natal. She has a degree in home economics, a high diploma in education. She went into corporate and worked in telecommunications. She had no idea about how containers worked, what, but she realized that there was a shortage of containers. And so she decided to leave and bring in more containers. A very good evening to you, Beverly. Thanks so much for joining me. Good evening to you and the viewers, and thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So, you know, you had no idea what a container would, you know, the fact that a container could be turned into a home or into an office or into a medical facility, but you realized that there just wasn't enough containers and decided to leave your job and go into uh, uh, into business in the container business. Tell me about that. What was it like getting into this business straight out of corporate? I think it was just a question of being um, at the right place at the right time. Um, Way back in 2005, I found myself uh, exposed to information that there was a a shortage of containers. Uh, In fact, uh, the company that I used to work for had a waiting list of almost 200 uh, people who were waiting for converted containers. And I happened to the person in charge and at that place or at that point in time I had to make ends meet because I was struggling with finding uh, the most efficient suppliers. So that's where I identified a niche in the market. But then what did you do differently? Because if they were struggling to get the containers how were you getting the containers? It wasn't a question of, of, of struggling to get the containers. It was a question of, of, of doing it right, getting mm-hmm. the converted uh, containers in time to the client. So I felt that somebody had to come up and sharpen the pencil and be, and be, and be efficient in the industry. So I chose to be that person at that point in time. And this is how entrepreneurs are born. They actually see a gap in the market or they actually feel like, if I'm not getting the service that I'm getting, then let me actually do something about it. Let me start something and make sure that, you know, myself and everybody else gets the service that we need. Absolutely, because it's a question of being, of identifying a niche, a niche in the market and the gap. Because it worked out so perfectly. Because I also had, at the same time, I had to travel abroad, and you know, during that vacation, I realized how much the Chinese were doing in in containers, and it was absolutely amazing. And I remember thinking to myself. This is what I want to take back to South Africa. This is exactly mm. what I want to go back and, and establish. And I want to champion the industry as a, as, a, as, a, as a container converter. And here we are, 15 years later, we are one of the leading container converters in, in South Africa. I mean, tell me about that, about, you know, actually converting the containers into the different... Um, you know, whatever the client is looking for, whether it's a home or whether it's, a, you know, various types of accommodation or, um, you know, a, a little clinic, whatever it is. I mean, just getting the containers here and making sure that there is a steady supply. And as you say, you know, uh, being more efficient in getting those containers here um, is, is, you know, it runs in tow with what you do after 
the container has arrived. So it's not only just delivering the container, but it's delivering a converted container. How did you get your head around that? I mean, where did the manpower come from in order to convert these containers? It actually came with a lot of, of setting up because as, as, as I clearly could mention now, that I had absolutely no idea of what container conversion was all about. All I knew was that there was a demand and I had a passion. So I had to marry the two and get things going. So basically, there's a lot involved in container conversion. You have to source the container from wherever you source it from. You establish relations with different uh, shipping companies locally. You can also source them internationally because they, you can, you know, they arrive with goods and then you buy them as pre-owned uh, from, from abroad. Then you you start converting them into usable units. Then it also comes back to sourcing uh, materials uh, for converting. For instance, you end up having a relationship with more than a hundred co- co- um, suppliers just to have one container converted into a usable unit. But it, it, it's absolutely amazing and it's quite interesting. Mm. And very impressive and fulfilling at the end when you see a, a, a completed product where you deliver a plug-in and go unit to a client. I mean, that must have, must take a lot of skill. I mean, did, you know, did did we have that kind of skill available, or did you need to start training people and get them, um, you know, up to skill, up to standard in terms of turning these containers into proper units that can be used? I remember when we started in two, way back in 2005, I think I had one or two skilled artisans. Who, I had just one welder and one electrician. But it coincided uh, with the fact that a lot of people were, were unemployed at the time. And people, when they saw us uh, developing and establishing a container depot in the container site, people started walking in with their CVs with different skills because they could see uh, one electrician and a, a, a handyman and a welder doing some work. So they would they just locked in with their TVs and I gave them a chance. I said to myself, I would like to empower them and I would like to contribute to the South African economy by offering them jobs. As we speak now, we have when the staff complement, which is more than 20 on site, who are employed on full-time basis, ranging from welders, spray painters, electricians, general workers, quality assurance uh, officers, safety officers. You know, it's quite impressive at how much we have grown in terms of staff complement. I want to know, I mean, in terms of space, how, I mean, where did you put these containers and just transporting them from, um, you know, from the harbour to um, to your yard? I mean, did you have that kind of space for all of these containers? I know you mentioned earlier when we were speaking that you can't just order one or two containers. You need to order quite a few. Well, in terms of space, when we started, we had to hire an, an operational depot, a site from which where we're going to store our containers and have a bit of space where we we do all the container conversion. So we, our yard, we have about a 4,000 square meters yard where we store our containers, which, which come in as raw material. Mm-hmm. And we also have a bit of yard which we use for converted containers, which are, are like show, show pieces. For instance, when a client comes in, we are able to show them maybe an office, an internet cafe, 
an ablution unit, a classroom, a cold storage, a clothing boutique, a butchery, a bakery, or a gym in a box, or even an accommodation. You know, when we started, amazingly, we had a very few products. You know, if clients come in to inquire, we, 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 we then expand our, our product needs, our product mix into more products. Because our clients also teach us, you know, they've taught us a lot. Mm. You know, we only knew that we wanted to do basic containers, which were hot selling at the time. Yeah. Speaking of spaza shops, you know, when people start uh, small businesses, you know, the corner spaza shop. Yes. That's it. It does spaza shops in the, for the location, uh, site offices for the construction guys, the storages. Well, a few internet cafes for those um, elite people who could afford um, a little bit of ablution. Then, you know, people started inquiring about the high-tech containers now. We have even done cinemas in containers. Sure. How how it's long started. does it? I love I, I love it. I mean, you say a gym in a box. I mean, how long does mm. it take to um, you know once the container lands in your yard? How long does it take to do a complete conversion, plugs and all? Uh, well, it all depends on the level of of, of of specification. Some containers are just basic, like a normal six six meter by two point four spaza shop. You are looking at a uh, turnaround time of about two days because we've gotten used to it. Once the container lands into our premises, we are able to to deliver a container in between two to five working days to a client. Then when you speak of the high-spec containers, I'm talking the likes of the accommodation containers, mm. the classrooms, the, inter- the internet cafes, containers that require a lot of conversion and intense a conversion. We are looking at something like between 14 to 21 days, working days. That's still not bad from building something with bricks and mortar, um, you know. Uh, that's not bad, 21 days. But I mean, just your thoughts on the container business in general. I mean, you know, we have Mabaneng, for instance. Um, and that's the one example that pops up for me where there's, um, you know, there's big buildings that have been built with containers, mixed use, uh, you know, housing shops all together. And it looks really, really nice. I don't know what, I mean, you know, you just see pictures of the inside. I haven't actually been in there, but it's really picking up as an alternative. Um, Is it actually cheaper? Is it really a viable alternative for people? I mean, we have a huge housing problem in this country. Um, That, for example, I mean, is it a, a viable alternative? Alternative. Well, first of all, I'm glad you mentioned the Maboning uh, uh, dwelling, container dwelling. Um, that's really a great inspiration for us. I would like mm. to applaud all the stakeholders and, and role players who put that together. It's actually absolutely amazing. I actually made a trip to Johannesburg to have a look at that, and I was so inspired, I must say that. So coming back to your question, I think besides being uh, cost-effective in putting a structure in containers, it's also convenient because if you put a, a, a structure in a container, there's that um, mobility effect. For instance, if you do just a single father shop and then you place it in one location, if you realize that your business is not really viable in that particular spot, you are able mm. to actually transport it and move it from point A to point B to a more viable uh, uh, space. 
But for me, if I, if sorry, if I had to compare the exercise of of going to the container route and doing both brick and mortar, I think mm. it, 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 it's, a, it's actually a preference thing. As when we find more people moving into into being green now, they want to explore with containers. People are looking at doing container homes. People are absolutely excited about this new innovation of containers. They want to move into doing amazing structures in, in containers. I've got an amazing cinema, containerized cinema, which we put up in Guajulu Natal in Hammersdale. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wonderful, you know. So it's really interesting to see how people are slowly adapting into, mm. into, into containers. Look, it, it is going to take time. I mean, it's still fairly new in South Africa compared to other parts. As you were saying, you know, you saw a lot more happening in China as well, even in Europe. Um, you know, I was looking at uh, building a container home and, uh, you know, we're speaking to architects and things. It's uh, it's something that we want to do. I mean, it's more environmentally friendly. It's more stable. Mm. You can go off the grid. There's so many different mm. options. But I think that, you know, we still are learning and we're still getting used to it. And there are a few uh, beautiful, beautiful homes. I think there's one in Cape Town. There's one um, here in Johannesburg as well that we saw very, very nice. Um, and, and I think it is a cheaper option as well. Um, it can get a little bit expensive. But tell me, Beverly, I mean, you know, apart from actually converting, I mean, looking at the business as a whole, I mean, you know, what were your, I mean, you were saying that you had surprises and you had disappointments along the way in running a business I mean especially one like this where you still I mean there's definitely demand and you meeting that kind of demand but as more people get on board and uh, you know or are, you know as you say more people are looking for um, for container homes and, and different uses for the containers I mean what are some of the challenges that you need to overcome still to meet that kind of growing demand oh, listen to that sigh <laughs> oh, I don't even know where to start because I'm I'm um, I'm assuming it's it's this part of the night and that you're tired, but it's not about the container business. <laughs> I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, it's hard work. It, it, business is hard work. No, it is. It is. Mm. Uh, it's not for the faint-hearted. Yes, I'm not going to hide, and I'm going to be upfront um, about that. And also, considering that this is a male-dominated industry, mm. and behind these kinds of sectors, uh, people still expect a male image to 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 present or to represent the company. So when they ask for the owner for the container business, I mean, they come to me and ask for my boss from me. Ah. You know. Ah, I mean, that is, you know, that is an issue. I mean, people, are people not taking you seriously because you're a woman? It's, it's not even that. I think there's quite stereotypes. We still have stereotypes that, mm. you know, we, we still have to deal with within our, our community. But I think uh, with time, people are slowly adapting to the fact that we as women as well are able to, to carry the baking and do things like the other gender, but it's one of the challenges that we we are still not expected to lead such sectors as women, you know, but 
I think we are slowly getting there. People are slowly adapting to the fact that, you know, there are no gender, you know, specific sexes. Any sex could be associated with any gender. Does, does that affect you as well with managing your staff? Fortunately, not. I think mm. we are a very strong team. We have formed a very strong and close-knit uh, team. It is a team. We call ourselves the A-teamers. And we have our basis as, as God. You know, we, we start mm. every day with a, a prayer. So I think we have grown from one level of strength to to the next with the team. So I, I not so much. We don't have you know a lot of challenges when it comes when it comes to management. So you know, challenges that we encounter as a business are just generic problems that any business does encounter. You know. Well, we wish you all the luck, Beverly. We're going to have to leave it there, unfortunately. But yeah, I suppose, you know, there's challenges with everything. Luckily, you don't have too many challenges with management. But um, I I think you're right. I think we still need to overcome the stereotypes. You know, women are taking over, you know, male-dominated industries. Why not take them seriously? And and, I mean, this container business has grown from strength to strength um, since it arrived uh, in South Africa. So well done to uh, Beverly. Beverly Gumbi, of course, uh, the founder of Isivuno Containers. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.